Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi everybody, welcome to the Wild Ginger Running YouTube channel um, chit chat, live chit chat and podcast version coming later. So today we've got longtime patron of Wild Ginger Running YouTube channel, Hannah Basley. She has stunned us all again with her incredible feats of endurance. This time she has run and hiked the Pennine Bridleway 270k, um, that's 168 miles, in 91 hours. So that's almost four days so I think we're gonna now Hannah we're gonna have to stop referring to you as normal now at, at this rate because I think you do these things far too often now so <laughs> I don't think you're a normal person anymore <laughs> but how are you doing today how's the recovery going yeah I'm good um I'm finally what about two and a half weeks after I finished feeling like I need to stop eating junk and start gentle training again. <laughs> yeah, no, I think eat all the junk you can manage. <laughs> this yeah. is why we do these things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So today we're going to be ask, I'm going to be asking Hannah how um, the Pennine Bridal Way 270 was, like how does she train, how does she keep going when everything hurts, she got her first ever blister, um, like what does she eat, what's motivating her and how do her children and husband and dog help with that, um, recovery afterwards and what's this about being joint first lady finisher, so we will cover all that today. Um, but first of all, I thought we should just um, tell everybody what the route is like um, and the conditions underfoot. Could you just describe like where where it starts and finishes and a little bit about what the course is like? Yeah, so it's um, it starts at Middleton Top, which is on the bottom, like of the high peak near the bottom of the High Peak Trail, which is not that far from Matlock in Derbyshire. Um, and it finishes at Kirby Stephen up in Cumbria, so it, it it seems quite a long way, you know. It's sort of basically level with the Lake District, um, and yeah, the the route because it's a bridal way, a lot of the route is is pretty easy going in terms of there's not you know you've not got bogs, you've not really got bogs. It's, yeah, a lot of it's kind of hard track, um, which is probably not great. You know, until that probably helps added to sort of foot pain. Um, there are some sort of grassy bits, uh, you know, some really nice, and it's so it, 
start, as I say, the first probably about 16 miles or so on the High Peak Trail. So it's an old railway line. Oh, right. So it's, it's nice, easy going along there. Um, it sounds easy to navigate as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of the route is easy to navigate because it's, um, it's on a national trail, so it's, it's very well signposted. I'd say oh. probably, on my experience of the part of the Pennine Way I've done, it's probably better signposted than the Pennine Way. Um, there's a couple of uh, slight diversions, just for sort of safety's sake, um, and like including a walker's alternative, a recognised walker's alternative near Glossop. Um, so you have to kind of have your wits about you a bit. But if you've got the GPX loaded, um, yeah, you just follow it on your watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had it on. Um, I had it on my phone that I could use when it was dry if I needed to. But I also had it like on the OS app. But I also had um, a like a Garmin GPS device as well. Which yeah. So. Yeah. And did you just turn the nav on when you thought, oh, we're getting to Glossop now, or did you have the nav on the whole time? Because I would have been wondering about battery life over that ninety-one hours. Um, yeah, I, I turned, well, I didn't have it on at the very beginning because it's just literally following the trail. Um, but for most of it, I just had my GPS on um, and I just, the batteries lasted pretty well. It just takes AA batteries and you just, at each checkpoint, I just switched them out for fresh ones. Just so oh. that right, yeah. so you had it like a proper old school yeah, GPS. Yeah. yeah, oh, I see, not like, not a, not a whizzy watch, like. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. And so I'm I'm intrigued as to why you picked this race because it's a very small race, isn't it? You said there was only only 12 people starting. Um I've got a picture here from Bobby Cullen who's also a patron who also did the race and he did it in, in just under 60 hours, which was his goal, which is absolutely cracking. So congratulations Bobby if you're watching and listening to this too, but I'm just popping that picture up there. Bobby's the one in black on the left, far left. Um, and then Hannah's the one on the right of him in the grey t-shirt. So they're, they're all standing there, 12 of them just ready to start the Pennine Bridleway 270 um, race there by, by a big sign. So it does look nice <laughs> and easy to navigate there. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've done a couple of Ranger Ultras events before. They're the ones that organise it. Ranger Ultras. When, yeah, okay. yeah. It's... Um, it's Stu Westfield and his father. So Stu used to work for the Spine Race. Yeah, I've heard of that name. Yeah, it was yeah. he on the safety team, was he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's got his own set of of like ultras and trail races based around. It's kind of based around the Pennine Bridleway anyway. Yeah. So they came up with this one to cool. do the whole Pennine Bridleway. Yeah. As soon as I saw it mentioned, I was like, I hadn't even done the spine race with the spine challenger at this point. And I saw it and I thought, I really want to do that. Yeah, I'm guessing it's a lot cheaper than the spine races because I hear that they're very expensive. Um, but is that is that just me assuming? Um, it, it, yeah, it is a bit cheaper. So it was probably, it's, it's £400. But if I did the challenge north, because that was the other one I looked at, the Challenger North this year, the Spine Challenger North, is like £600, about the same distance. Okay. And actually, for the Pennine Brideway, the logistics worked really well for me as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's much easier to get home from Kirby Stephen than it would be. Than Kirk Yetham. Yeah, I see. And also, and also, I'm in Derbyshire anyway, so the start isn't far from me, so it's... Yeah. 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 Okay. Lift over to, the start, uh, lift over to 
where we got the coach from in Hayfield in the morning from my husband, which was about 45 minutes or so drive, so it's not that far. Not too bad, yeah. yeah. And you were saying that even though there was only 12 people doing the race, you did sort of meet up with other people on the route and you were similar speeds to them, so it sounds quite sociable. Yeah, so I am... Um... I met Lizzie, who I ended up doing the whole race with. I met Is she her the lady in green on in this start photo? Oh yeah, she's the only other lady there. She, it yes. must be her on the left <laughs> in green. There was there was yeah. two of you, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. So I met I met her about a year and a half ago at another Ranger Ultras event, where we discovered that we were doing the Spine Challenger a few months later. So we did a recce for the Spine Challenger. We did most of the Spine Challenger together until my wheels kind of fell off and I sent her off it. <laughs> um, and then we uh, we did some reccees for this race as well. So oh, yeah. together, oh that's nice, yeah. yeah. So we've been, and we, you know, we've messaged each other about stuff in the preparation and yeah, we've become nice, like good friends really, you know, with similar interests. And uh, so it's nice to sort of spend the time with her. But um, yeah, we, we also ended up spending time with some other people en route as well so we bumped into John and Craig for a bit on the first stage um, and yeah we sort of other people yeah. as, as it went on just so. chatted and and all the marshals all the checkpoints you mentioned that the checkpoints weren't like overly busy or anything obviously because of the 12 people that must yeah. have been nice as well you sort of get a specialist treatment at the checkpoints oh yeah they're, they're brilliant um yeah marshals are great uh and well it wasn't so much marshals it was some water stops really um but yeah really supportive like checkpoint one i was no, checkpoint two, because checkpoint one wasn't too far in, but checkpoint two, it was like nearly 36 hours after the start. I hadn't had any sleep and my, everything was sore. And on the way in there, I thought, I just don't want to do this. Why do I want to do this? Yeah. And then I thought, <laughs> no, marathons are really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got there and I, I had in my head that they always say with these races, don't, you don't pull out when you arrive at the checkpoint. Yeah. Wait to eat and sleep. And that's yeah. what they said as well. They knew I, w- I was kind of on the edge of tears. And so, yeah. And even after my sleep, I was sat there nibbling on a bit of toast, like just tears in my eyes thinking I don't want to do it. Oh. But yeah, they were really good at just like saying the right things and getting getting you moving. And, yeah. You know, oh, and advice that's very and nice. Stuff. So, yeah. yeah. And you continued for another 60 hours. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I had my, my major wobble was about a mile and a half after leaving checkpoint two at Hebden when I turned around to uh, Lizzie and Craig who had joined us at that point and said I just don't think I've got it in me I just it's not you know I'm not feeling it I'm really sore and they basically encouraged me to carry on Um, so yeah I was like I was a bit tearful and I was a bit feeling sorry for myself so (laughs) they encouraged me to carry on and I said right I'll get to the next water stop which was 17k into that section and see how I feel but literally yeah. a couple of miles later after nibbling on some like mini street waffles and some chocolate hobnobs I uh I was like right no we're, we're going to settle I'm not stopping yeah this. you rallied yeah yeah you've got to just break it down into those chunks I hear not that I've ever done anything that's incredible <laughs> yeah 
yeah yeah definitely so you couldn't look at the finish you just had to look at each checkpoint really yeah look at each checkpoint but um i'm just thinking like just to sort of wind it back from race day itself how do you even train for something that's so long like this i know you've done the spine challenger in the past and we've talked about your training there but this is a whole extra 68 miles like how do you train like what do you actually do what do you do on monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday i want to know it all I suppose it's just aiming for time on feet. So trying to get out on days, days out hiking. Um, we did a two-day, two-day recce. Me and myself and Lizzie for one of the stages, and we found a, a hostel that was halfway between. Oh, cool! Um, so we did about sort of uh, 23, 24 miles on one day. Stayed over at the hostel and then did the other section on the other day. Um, yeah. And just it's just fitting in, getting out, like getting out before work. Um, I'm a veterinary nurse, so a lot of my job is on my feet anyway. Oh, good, yeah. We've now got a dog, so since last year, so we eat dog walking as well, with a pack on sometimes. Yeah. Um, I started using a, an old rucksack, weighted, but it ended up with a lower back pain, so I just mm-hmm. ended up using my race pack, and that was fine. Yeah, so, you don't need to do much more than the race pack, do you? Just no. put that on and get used to that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if that works fine, if that worked fine in the Challenger, then I was confident it was going to be. Yeah. It was going to be fine. So, yeah, it's literally just seems to be time on feet. And was As, that mainly running or walk or hiking and speed hiking? It's a bit of a mixture. I'd do probably more running in the week and plus training as well if I had any niggles um, or just to break it up. Or if my husband was working, I would. Um, get on the, the turbo train or a plus oh, train right. that we've got as well so you can like the kids can just amuse themselves but you're still there like on the yes. plus trainer and yeah. they're like mommy where's the lip balm and like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> give us some food <laughs> yeah so they're old enough they don't need like constant direct supervision like a toddler but yeah at least i'm there they can always yeah. come, there's a problem they can come and see me or a couple yeah. of times i'd have to like pause and go and sort something out and then get back on the turbo yeah. Yeah, that's so mo- I'm very impressed by this motivation you're motivating me I just I just like get home in the evenings well I don't I'm in my office now I don't get home I am home but I'm just so exhausted like by the time I've put Fiddly to bed and he's like kicked up a huge fuss about taking his t-shirt off and putting his pajama top on you're just like ah oh, the last thing I want to do is go in the garage and get on the turbo <laughs> why well, I, I can't I can't motivate myself very well in the evenings. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's morning, so it's before uh-huh. work, or if I'm not working, but Peter is, I'll get up and like either have a light breakfast or no breakfast, and then get up and go on the cross trainer. So oh, I, I think see. my cross training session was like two and a half hours on a Sunday when he was working. Oh, brilliant! And so, so how cool. early is that in the morning that you have to do that before you have to kind of do school and that kind of thing? Well, that was on a Sunday, so I didn't have to get up too early, but I did have yeah. some mornings where I got up at like 20 past five to do stuff. Oh, wow. Starting. You're like, you're going proper Jasmine Paris on us now, Hannah. <laughs> Definitely no, not yeah. a normal person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the joys of having, joys of having kids. Yeah. Kids do just do stuff where like on a weekend I would, uh, there was one day when I think I hiked like 10 miles into work. And then did work, and then hiked another ten miles back again. Wow! All packed. Just trying to, just fit it in really, without, yeah. without being absent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just juggling, juggling. 
juggling and juggling. Do you do any strength work, like dedicated strength work or speed work or anything like that? I did some sort of hills and a bit of some speed work. Um, quite a lot of intervals as well on, on the cross trainer and the bike. Strength work, I didn't do as much as I should have, which is normal for me. Yeah, <laughs> just always. <laughs> me too. <laughs> my problem is I, I'm motivated in the mornings to get up and do my, like, my sort of, you know, my cross training or my running or my hiking, but I, I tend to save my uh, strength work for the evening thinking I'm going to do it and then I'm just too tired. <laughs> just... Yeah, I'm totally the same as you. I think that I've heard some really good advice in like just do 10 minutes of speed work before you run or before you do your turbo session or whatever and then you've just got it done. It's out of the way. That's what yeah. I heard. And But I, I still don't do that. So I don't know why I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And I've, I said to my husband this morning, right, you know, I'm starting going again. I've really got to try and do a bit of strength and conditioning, but then I know I probably won't. And <laughs> I've got to try and find something that works. But yeah, yeah, I need to find something that works. I did briefly consider like getting a personal trainer just like one week until the Lakeland 50, just to ensure that I do enough strength work to get me through it. But then I was like, it's going to be 30 quid a time. And I just, you know, you add it all up in your head and you're just like, I, I could just do it. Just do it, Claire, just do it. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. I can't Maybe really I could pay myself 30 quid every time I do it. <laughs> <laughs> in a pot somewhere and then buy something with it, like a holiday. <laughs> yeah, or just new kit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. something nice. Yeah, a new watch or something really nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, so that's your training. And um, Maria, who's watching live here, says, um, I just want to read this out to you. She says she likes the concept of time on feet because it makes it feel much more manageable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. so you're not like on a training schedule or anything. Yeah. 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 Because that's what it is, you know. It's, I knew I wasn't going to be going particularly fast in the race because the cutoffs are nice and generous, but it's just being out there, isn't it? And I knew from the challenger that my feet were going to probably be the toughest bit feet and sleep yeah. deprivation the, the toughest bits the toughest bits to do yeah. so. so you learnt from that and and that's great that you're just mentioning this because Tony who's watching live has got a question here about resilience um, he says has Hannah felt any increase in her personal resilience and ability to deal with these big challenges oh deal with big challenges in her non-running life as a result of her training hmm. interesting um, question yeah in a way, it's probably almost the other way round because we've had a difficult sort of few years with my daughter and I think I've had to be really resilient with that. And I think it's kind of almost helped, if you get what I mean. I can like think, well, you've coped with all of this. You can cope with being out on your feet doing something you wanted to sign up for. <laughs> yeah, so it was the yeah. other way round. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah, because she's got yeah. um, uh, special educational needs. Is that right? Yes, yeah. So yeah. she's yeah, we've had a tough time sort of school exclusion and getting getting her into a specialist school and getting support for her. Which yeah. Things are a lot a lot better than they were. It's not pretty, but a lot better than they were. So oh, it's good. come you know, if you can come through that. Yeah. 
then what's a bit of walking <laughs> a little bit of a light jog <laughs> easy isn't yes. it a few jelly babies <laughs> and keep on going <laughs> um, and so oh talking of jelly babies the next question I've got here is um uh, what do you eat like do you follow any special diet a day to day um not talking about the race here but just like in general life do you are you vegan or do you try to you know pile in the macronutrients do you weigh your porridge in the morning um, I was vegan for a time, and I've also, but I kind of, I gradually slipped off the, off the wagon, so to speak. But um, <laughs> I've also uh, used stuff like my fitness pal in the past to like weigh things, but it just got a bit, just yeah, just slipped yeah. off. But, you know, I, I try and eat reasonably well, but I'm, I'm a sucker for anything chocolate or biscuit oh. or cake. Oh my god, um, me too. <laughs> yeah, so it's. It is difficult and I kind of, I managed to like lose a little bit before the race, but not as much as I'd hoped, you know, I I think I'm like, I was probably one of the <laughs> slightly chunkier people doing the race. <laughs> if you compare it, some of them are just, there's nothing of them. Yeah, no, <laughs> I just, I find it more inspiring. Like you are a very normal person, normal size, normal job, normal training, and you can complete these amazing things. It's incredible. So I find that more inspiring than seeing some like tiny whippersnapper on the start line. <laughs> Especially you. as I'm not exactly like <laughs> skinny anymore after having thinly, I'm always like, oh, I should stop. I sh shouldn't really eat this chocolate. Um. <laughs> I know, yeah. And I'll buy a bar of chocolate, and I'll be like, I just have a couple of squares, and then five minutes later, it's gone. <laughs> the whole thing, yeah, yeah. Especially me too. If you're tired as well, it's, and trying to like trade for it. But also trying to eat well, it's very difficult because yeah. you just yeah, you get hungry or stressed or so. Yeah, yeah. So you don't follow any particular diet, you just try to eat healthily? Yeah, I try to eat well, yeah. Yeah. Well, and chocolate's then, part of your five a day, isn't it? Yeah, I figure if I eat well for most of it, then I can have some practice. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, and, and that brings us on to what you eat in the actual race itself, because Tadeusz, um, has, he's one of my patrons as well as you, and he has this question for you. He says, um, on the longer races, how much does real food instead of sugary gels and powders make a difference? Oh, for, for me, it makes a big difference. Yeah, I mean, I I had a I had a, just a mixture of food, so I packed sandwiches on the first day, um, peanut butter and jam. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I also stopped at um, parsley hay, which is like some toilets and a little food kiosk and bike hire place on the high peak trail and uh i think that was only about 15 miles in if that and got a, a homemade scotch egg oh <laughs> delicious a bit of protein yeah uh i also i drink huel often as a breakfast oh, just okay. so huel shakes um so i did take some of that with me as well so even if i didn't feel like eating i could just grab that and just start drinking it and that was like yeah that ended up being like the portions I weighed out was about 500, 500 calories per flask of it. Um, okay, well, that sounds really handy. I've not ever tried Huel, but on that situation, I could I feel like that would be a really handy way to to eat it because it's got everything in, hasn't it? It's got like yeah. all like vegetables, presumably ground up into a powder. And well, I don't um, think it's so much got vegetables, but it, it's supposed to be like a complete meal. Yeah, um, yeah. With protein and carbs. Um, yeah. So Lizzie had Huel as well. 
Um, so I just got a fresh flask of fuel at each checkpoint, but also I think a couple of water stops I made up a, few, a fresh one as well. Yeah. Um, probably drink, didn't drink as much of it as I thought I might, but like with everything, you, you, you just, your tastes during the race, you're not, you know, you kind of go off things or you decide you want certain things. Yeah. Did you get any cravings at any points during the race? Not really. I mean, a bit like with the Challenger, my kind of did go off food a bit but whereas the, well, when with the challenger I just stopped eating <laughs> this time I had to remind myself to keep eating ah, so. so you're learning from race to race yeah yeah. yeah it's always learning isn't it I think with these things yeah you can only you can only really know what they're like by doing them so yeah yeah so yeah, yeah I had um one thing that worked quite well a couple of times is uh, a little pot of instant mash oh nice like cheese and ham instant mash and I had a hot a flask with me of hot water that I got refilled at each checkpoint and uh, that that slipped down nicely. Um, yeah, it sounds nice and slippery yet tasty, like kind of salty. Yeah. Carbs, yeah. protein, yeah. Yeah, and a couple of pepperonis and I had but other things I had the sweet things were like say hobnobs, um sort of little chocolate things like minstrels and stroop waffles. Uh, flapjacks. I've made my own flapjacks, and um, so I took those with me. And those are quite good to shove in because they were. <laughs> when I checked the calorie intake, like calorie on my fitness pal, they were rammed with calories. Oh yes, yeah. They're yeah. basically. If you ever make them, you really realise what goes into them, don't you? Like butter, sugar, yes. <laughs> syrup, yeah, <exactly. laughs> oats. And, uh, I had a freeze-dried meal as well um, on the third section, uh, so that that was nice. But that 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 was decent amount I think um about 600 or 700 calories or something like that so yeah yeah oh that sounds nice like a lot of different things (laughs) (laughs) oh custard in the little pots yes like ambrosia custard but also we stopped wherever wherever there was food and it became a bit of a bit of a, a, a laughing like a running joke on the um the ranger ultras facebook group posting <laughs> pictures of this food yeah posting but pictures of you sat eating in cafes <laughs> yeah well we, we stopped at a pub um with about 10 miles to go on third section uh, so 10 miles to settle and uh we stopped and sort of used the toilet and we got a drink each so i had a, like a pint of coke just to sort of keep me going and uh but they said they'd stop selling food <sighs> But they came out to us. We were sort of in a sort of semi-outdoor bit that was like nicely sheltered because it was raining at that point, and we were just sitting down having our drinks. And they said, "Oh, we could do some toast." And I said, "Oh, I've got sticky toffee pudding or jam." <gasps> or in my eyes. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I had a massive bowl of that. Oh, amazing! This just yeah. like you're making, you're really selling it to me here, just through the food. It just sounds like a really extended pub crawl. Were you running all of this, or like what proportion of the race would you say was hiking, and what proportion would you say was actually running? Uh, it was almost all hiking. We did, we ran for like a little bit on the first section on the Highfield Trail where it's flat. We do like a few minutes of running and then a little bit of walking, but. That didn't really last long. Or we ran if we saw someone with a camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good strategy. A good yeah. strategy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew from the, looking at the cutoffs and everything, I knew that actually you could walk it and still be comfortable and not worry about getting timed out. So yeah, that was that was nice going into it that I could do that, and I knew that it'd be going at similar pace to the Spine Challenger. Um, 
Yeah. So it was almost all walking. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, that we think of these races as running races, like the Spine and the Spine Challenger and this Pennine Bridalway races. We think of them as, as running races, but actually, for, for most of us, we're just hiking them, aren't we? So maybe yeah. that makes them a bit more accessible to some people as well. Oh, definitely, yeah. And I mean, one of the guys that, that started it, unfortunately, he had to finish because he, he had a bad chest. Um, but he, I think he set off knowing he wasn't going to run any of it. Yeah. He was going to hike it and he sort of, yeah. So he, he, he's done the full summer spine before. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's, he's back next year to have another go at the full one. Hopefully he'll be well. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. If you go in with that mentality, you don't actually have to run. Yeah. yeah yeah and it just depends on the cutoffs doesn't it on these things so that's we're definitely checking the cutoffs um and you mentioned that you got your first blister quite early on um and you said just earlier today that your feet and the sleep were going to be the biggies for you so can you just tell us a little bit more about how that played out and yeah and, and how that was for you because my feet are my thing too so i'm particularly interested in, in this from a selfish point of view as well <laughs> Yeah, so I got my first blister by the first checkpoint, which was about oh. only about 36 or so miles in. Yeah. Um, I think I'd had a bit of a play around with the insoles in my shoes, so I don't know if that made a difference, but I could feel it the last few miles before the checkpoint. I could feel a boingy area, and I thought, oh, I wonder if that's a blister, because <laughs> I'd not really had a proper one before. And it was on the side of my heel, on the inside of my heel, and it was, it was pretty big. It was the size of maybe, you know, maybe a couple of two p pieces or something like oh, that gosh that's big so, isn't it i know so i was like oh god but i i packed all the blister stuff that they recommend for things like the spine race and i i hadn't really watched your video about foot care <laughs> i hadn't watched it but i had watched it when it was originally on and yeah i remembered certain things so i, I had lots of pre-cut tape um and i had some some little scissors that came in a first aid kit with me and also in the spine race they tell you to take some some needles hypodermic needles with you yeah so, uh, I sort of did you get involved <laughs> well you were a vet you're a vet so like yeah, presumably yeah. you're quite good with the stuff like this you just pretended it was a small hamster on the side of your foot did you yeah I just thought I'll just I used like hand gel on my hands an alcohol wipe on the blister poked it a couple of times and squeezed it all out and then I uh, I put some of that um Oh, what's it called the sort of fleecy web oh and then is it mole skin tape. or something yes yeah yeah, yeah. some gauze john, stuff yeah john who i'd mentioned he was there and he was helping give me advice as well and it actually i managed to manage it well, yeah so. yeah and did it flare up during the course of the next couple of days or were you all right after that with it, with that generally okay I, I had a yeah a matching blister that was like half the size by the end on the other heel oh, okay uh, and I had a bit of a blister sort of between the balls of my feet, the ball of my foot and some of my toes. Yeah. So that was really difficult to dress. And I think the, the, when my feet then got wet, it kind of, the sort of taping kind of gathered up a bit and uh, made it a little bit more sore, but yeah, it kind of, it, it was manageable. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so was it, you did also mention that just the repetitive pounding of the foot and the swelling, that was quite hard pain-wise to manage. 
what what keeps you going when when it is hurting like that like how do you do it like I need all the tips that I can get basically <laughs> yeah so I didn't I didn't really have any swelling until I stopped like until the race ended okay um not anything significant but it was just the feet just feel like you've been walking on lego really it, it just it's just really sore just being on them mm-hmm. um so painkillers <laughs> paracetamol <laughs> as often as we could um and also I set off thinking I'm not going to take ibuprofen because that's the advice that you shouldn't but yeah yeah by probably about three quarters through the race I started taking ibuprofen as well because we were going slow we weren't like running and yeah like working really hard and we were eating and drinking plenty yeah and uh so what you know eating plenty so I wasn't worried about taking ibuprofen and actually it really helped Oh, and it just, did help, yeah. It did, and just taking the weight of the feet every so often as well. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, we've got to laugh now, but the last 5K where we were just, the three of us were so tired, Craig was with us. He was very good at like organising us to keep us going. He said, right, we'll walk a kilometre and then we'll rest. But when we stopped to rest, I couldn't just stand there on my feet, so I no. just got down onto my knees. Oh, <laughs> ah, yeah. And he was eating jelly babies, and like, we were all just eating oh and you just got through it oh i don't think i'd even want to rest if i had 5k to go i'd just be like right i've got to just get there i'm just gonna go (laughs) yeah no i was like when will it end yeah when will it end and you just think why have i signed up to this what like does that go for your mind ever what's your motivation for signing up for these really really long ones i actually don't know i just i do i just think I enjoy the challenge. I kind of almost like preparing and sorting out everything on your kit yeah. bag. I like that bit too. Yeah. <laughs> and then it comes to the start line, I'm like, oh, maybe I should have sorted all this out for somebody else and then watch them do it. <laughs> yeah, which is why, as I say, during the approaching checkpoint two, when I was like at my lowest ebb, I was I literally was thinking to myself, I don't need to carry on. I've got nothing to prove. And like my mind was telling me all these reasons why I should just stop. Um, so, yeah, I managed to fortunately overcome that but yeah yeah I bet you feel good that you did overcome that didn't don't you oh yeah definitely yeah yeah and as I say having that's when being with other people helps because you can just keep each other going yeah yeah. yeah that's really good yeah I know what you mean because um, I did a, a marathon <laughs> nothing like this but I did a marathon a couple of weekends ago and it got to like the, the last sort of five miles and I was starting to get uh, and then the last four miles um, I passed a checkpoint and there was this other two girls and I was walking and I, I'd had a really good race until then and I was just like then I was just a bit dead because I don't think I'd ever run that for like over I don't think I've ever run four hours at an act at a time it's usually uphill downhill trail running I've never done a like a road marathon it was on the Tissington trail so it's basically a road and they just said are you coming with us and I was like I think I better had so so I just they got me running like we were back to 10 minute miles and and I could my body was capable of it but it was my mind that was going oh no it hurts a bit oh I can't be bothered like and I was going shut up shut up (laughs) shut up mind and I was trying to run with them and yeah we we did run like all the way to the finish and I'm so glad that they were there because otherwise I just would have walked it and I would have completed it but I just would have been walking and I wouldn't have enjoyed it so it was nice for them to give me a a good solid pasting (laughs) for the last four yeah. miles <laughs> I mean I would have I would have been I, I feel I hope I feel I hope I would have completed it but I'm not 100% sure but I certainly if I had done I would have been slower um but as I say Craig was very good at getting us 
motivated and moving, he'd be saying, right, we'll get to this point by this time. Yeah. And we invariably did. We managed yeah. So it was, yeah. Yeah, and that probably helped him as well, like having some yeah. people to boss about. Like if his personality is like, right, take charge, do this, do that, he he was probably helped by that. So, And then you yeah. were helped by him. That yeah, sounds exactly. really good. We were a team and like we, were, we set off on that, on that last sort of section. We, you know, we were like, right, we are sticking together. And, and me and Lizzie had already had a discussion on the third section um, about sort of finishing together as well. We yes. both agreed that we didn't want to like race each other and we'd been together all that time anyway. Uh, sorry, my daughter's bashing the door. Oh, do, you want to, do you want to see what she what she needs or anything? No, my husband's downstairs. Oh, so okay. She's fine. She's just trying to get attention. Go and ask daddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless her. Um, I've got a quite a, a nice question here from Bobby, who also was there at the race. Um, he said, what was Hannah's experience to push through that first night? Because it was really cold and tough and really in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah. So how, how was your experience of that first night? Because it sounds horrendous. Um, the first night wasn't too bad, I didn't think. Um, okay. I just sort of, you know, we had layers on and and we were out help, you know, it was it was really nice. Um, and the guy that we were with on the first, on the second section, we were helping him sort of navigate through and so, it, yeah, it really wasn't nice. And it's nice when you see the sun come up. It, so it really wasn't bad. Yeah. Unless you see the sun come up. But it, it was towards the end of that second section, which was the longest. I think it was about 46, 47 miles, that second bit. Um, towards the end of that, because that whole stage is very up and down between Hayfield and Hebden. So there's no big climbs. You've got the Camp High Road, but it literally, you're around reservoirs and you're literally going up and down and up and down. So it, by the time you're approaching Hebden, you just, yeah. You just knackered. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, a tough bit, but worked out well that the check the checkpoint two and checkpoint three we arrived at night, so it was good for the body clock as well. Oh so, yeah. So we were going to sleep at the right time. Yeah. Um, and how much did you sleep um, on the race? Uh, I think it was in the region of about three hours at checkpoint two and checkpoint three, and then some sort of maybe two or three short like five minute on benches or in bivvies so, yeah what well, so three yeah. hours each at those checkpoints yes. Yeah, yeah so six hours and a bit in four yeah, in three days about, probably about about six and a half in total yeah <laughs> so yeah so not not very much <laughs> yeah oh, i bet you got home and just went like <laughs> yeah, well, there's um, the finish is at a hostel in Kirby Stephen, so ah. you get get to the finish, you get a nice hot meal, um, and then you can go to bed. So I had a shower and got to bed, but both me, me and Lizzie were in the same room, and we were just like our legs. As soon as we finished and got to bed, our legs were just and feet were in agony. Oh yeah. So I had a bit of a broken sleep, but. I would have slept longer, but I got an offer of a lift home from uh, one of the guys that was helping in the race who lived in Nottingham. Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah, Pete, it was really nice of him. He was like, if we were heading out in a couple of hours and he was going to take his son to show him Malin Cove on the way home. So he said, uh, you can join us if you want. I said, no way, absolutely not. <laughs> so I yeah. sat in the back of his van while they went and uh, 
did a walk. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so it was really nice to get in the home. I didn't have to worry about getting, getting trains. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, that does sound good, like carrying yeah. all your kit and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's another question from Tony. I think Tony's going to sign up to this race because he's very interested <laughs> here. Um, he said, what was your high point, highest point emotionally, Hannah? What was the, what was great about the race? Um, I would say finishing. <laughs> uh, also, we got to the top of the Cam High Road, and um, he and his son were there with uh, with his van. Um, it was a water stop um, and some sort of cheapy snacks as well. As we arrived at the top of the hill, like there was suddenly like these sort of pans being bashed in a sort of in a cowbell fashion, and yeah, they were like cheering us and. So that was really nice. Uh, so that was at about 6 p.m. on the Saturday. So we, we still had a fair few hours to go, but yeah, to reach that. Um, and the, it was nice to reach the station at Garsdale Head um, because they've got a waiting room with, with benches and, and heaters and lights that's like basically just open. Lovely. Um, you just go in the doors and yeah, they do night so yeah it was that was really nice and we could sit down have some food and then have a lie down um, yeah but i think also that point when i went when my head went from i'm gonna potentially stop at that water stop on section three to thinking you know what we're getting to settle yeah and then once i thought that i knew that i was most likely gonna barring disaster gonna finish away ah. you, know, you get to settle you get a sleep some more and some more food and you know rejig a bit and then get going again so. yeah oh that's good that you've said that because um bobby's other question was what at what point did she really know she was in control and definitely going to finish so it sounds like when you got to settle that was yeah of... or even as i say even before then when i made up made my decision that we were going to settle and i wasn't going to stop mm. that felt that it was manageable that i was going to finish a race because i'd wreckied all the way to settle and i'd wreckied as far as Garsdale head station so then there was about 13 miles I think after that to do and then you're like you know it's going to be hard it's not too hilly and you just got to keep going at that point so yeah 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 and I think it's really nice that you're you're very honest and open about the fact that you didn't love it all the time like I think that's just really refreshing and but yet you still did it and completed it and pushed through those times um, and you actually came first lady joint um, yes. with Lizzie so yeah. that's just brilliant I can see I've just popped up a picture there and it's you and Lizzie looking not like you don't look that tired to be honest you look really happy you're holding your medal the Rangers Ultras medal and there's a, a wooden plaque that says Pennine Bridalway 270k ultra challenge fastest lady um, yeah so actually to be grammatically correct it should say faster lady because there's only <laughs> two of you um but we'll overlook that and you took it joint Do you, yes. was that a decision that you had to talk about we yeah we talked about it during the race yeah no, one race of you wasn't going to nip off like just sprint to the finish in the last 200 meters <laughs> well we joked about that a lot actually <laughs> we joked about people tripping each other up yeah <laughs> stabbing each other with a pole yeah or like we were joking about like what if one of us like left the settle checkpoint 
early, set their alarm and left early, and like the other person woke up and was like, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> and there'd be a massive like manhunt. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it, it did make it, it was funny. Yeah, the pair of us joking with Craig as well. But yeah, we yeah we going into it, I thought I don't think I can really race her, and you like. I'm not used to these kind of events, really, apart from doing the Challenger. And I thought the last thing you'd want to do is race anyway, and then yeah. not fix it. So yeah, and we had our discussion, and yeah, like, no, we've been together for vote like well over half of it by that point. So we are going to finish together, and Aww, that was really lovely. lovely. Really lovely. Yeah. And was there a second place prize? Did you get that one as well? No, there wasn't. No, so it was there just wasn't one. one um, yeah. But, yeah, we, we made a decision during the... Wait a minute, I'll just... Megan, Darcy, I'm busy, sweetheart. Lovely. Right, there we <laughs> um, Yeah, so we made we we decided that we finished together, and because it, it's only a small race and not many entries, we were like, right, we're going to... When we finish, we'll say that we're going to club together and buy another signpost prize oh, I was gonna I was um, wondering what you were gonna do share it between you or yeah so we decided to do that but actually when we got to the finish um we were told that a couple of like anonymous people involved in the race decided they were going to club together oh. to buy one. Oh, that's so, so lovely oh. Really oh yeah that's <laughs> so, so that's lovely, really lovely so, that's yeah, really yeah. nice oh so yeah. so you've got so who took that one then did you let Lizzie I, take that one. Yeah, I said to Lizzie to take it, so yeah. Yeah, you'll get sent yours. And where are you going to yeah. put it? It's going to be somewhere really obvious in the house so that people yeah. see it when they come the door, <laughs> On the front door. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I could like nail it above the front door, couldn't yeah. I? <laughs> yeah. yeah well, it'll be inside. It'll be, I don't know, maybe in the hallway or the front room. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Right there, yeah. Like, like it's on the mantelpiece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. that's absolutely brilliant. How proud are you of that achievement? No, I am proud. I mean, people, you know, I sort of say to people, oh, yeah, but there were only two of us, like, in terms of women, and we finished, like, joint last as well. But <laughs> That's done first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a, a special position. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, but then other people say, but you, you started it, you signed up for it, and you yeah. took part. So You yeah. beat me. But, yeah. <laughs> You beat all of us that didn't do it. You yeah. beat Jasmine Paris, actually. She didn't do it. No, exactly. I mean, Lizzie did it last year, but she couldn't finish because she got injured. So, actually, we were also the first ever women finishers. Oh, brilliant. So, that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's nice as well. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. And hopefully it will encourage even more women to take on feats like this because I think women are usually quite good at stuff like this aren't they organizing kit and packing stuff yeah. and making sure you eat and keeping going and enduring we're good at that aren't we us women i think yeah i think so i think that 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 does help when the going gets tough you know there are plenty of times when i was just walking behind the others just following feet head down but yeah you do just end up just being able to cope and things hurt and I'm just like, no, nope, I'm going to get to the finish. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, men have that as well, but I think, yeah, women can certainly do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think some women can. I don't think I can. <laughs> I, was, 
I'm not very good at putting up with all this kind of stuff. I need to take a leaf out of your book and I will be I will be remembering this talk on Saturday when I'm doing my 35 miler through the Welsh mountainside on the <laughs> Ultra Trail Snowtonia. Um, but how has your recovery been after? Do you do anything specific in terms of recovery or do you just have a rest? <laughs> yeah, it's mainly been resting. Um, for the first few days, my legs and feet were in agony, almost worse in bed than anything. I was like, as soon as I got out of bed, I was hobbling. Um, I've got a pair of Ufos, those like recovery flip-flops. Okay. They, you know, I couldn't really walk anywhere without putting those on because my feet were so sore. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so my, I had swelling in my feet and my calves. Uh, and I was, first couple of days, I wasn't, you know, I was eating, but not a huge amount because I just lost my appetite, which is incredible. <laughs> um, and then my appetite kicked in and then I was like, yeah, eating loads. And, you know, I was having to still function, you know, like on the Tuesday afterwards, I had to take my daughter to school, mm -hmm. do a very short dog walk. Um, so, yeah, I was having to still do stuff, little little short dog walks and getting my husband to do the slightly longer ones. And then, yeah. <laughs> and I was back at work on the Thursday afterwards, which was really hard because it was an 11 hour day oh, and I was mainly, wow. mainly on my feet and I was clock watching the whole day yeah <laughs> I'm eating <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah you didn't bring in a hamster did you by any chance oh <laughs> <Eating that. laughs> at that really? guinea pig um, <laughs> um well that is absolutely fantastic i do want to say congratulations major congratulations because i know you. how much these things mean to you and we've interviewed you a, a few times now and you're just going longer and longer <laughs> so that does beg the question now that you're a little bit more recovered robert has the same question as well bobby cullen um he says well done hannah a great achievement he's um bobby's the guy who did it in 60 hours and um that was his uh, big achievement so well done Bobby he wants to know from you what is next are you like him have you signed up for next year's Pennine Bridal Way 270 already I believe he did it on the bus on the way to the start of this year's race <laughs> absolutely crazy <laughs> I haven't at the moment I mean I've, I've told myself I'm going to do the half distance one they've got they've got a half distance that goes from Hebden to Kirby Stephen with a checkpoint at Settle which I mean it's still going to be tough yeah it does, yeah it does sound nice but the point when it starts to get really tough you reach yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well, um, that does sound nice yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like to think i'll do that but well yeah yeah would that be next year then when does yeah, that one take eight. place yeah next april is that one um yeah. i've got some other ones lined up i've got my first long distance walks association race oh. in july oh. well, it's not a race it's like an event event it? yeah yeah so it's, mrs that's, Wade that's, uh, 50 miles called a walk in two dales so that'll be in the, in the Yorkshire dales so i'm looking forward to that yeah we've got some ranger i'm helping at a ranger ultras race uh in september i think it is high peak 100 and then i'm doing a couple of other ranger ultras events i'm doing their yorkshire three peaks ultra which will be challenging that's 70k oh wow all yeah. the mountains <laughs> yeah i know so that'll be i've, I've already been up pen again so far as, to, as part of the um challenger last year but yeah that's yeah. gonna be tough yeah and high road again yeah <laughs> yeah finishes in halls um and then another two-day one of theirs in november so yeah. i'm uh, i'm banging for their uh 
their female points winner. Ah, oh, oh, they they have a, a point thing, do they? Yeah. So yeah. Oh, cool. What's That's the prize good. for that then? Do you get a trophy or something? Well, it's a handmade map box by the same guy. It's a wooden map box by the same guy that made the finishing the winners' oh, wow. uh, signs. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. So that'd be good to put maps and guidebooks in. Oh wow! So. A map box like a bookshelf, or well, like, like with a glass like, case. Yeah, it's literally like a wooden, a wooden rectangular box, so you can oh. put maps in. Ah. Stand maps up in the, yeah. Oh, nice. maps. Yeah. Lovely. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm very much Ranger Ultra's event heavy this year. But they like, because I've done some of the races, I'm like, I'm used to the people that help on the race, and they're just so lovely because it's a yeah, nice community. Yeah, yeah. it's just you know, it's a, a relatively small team, and everyone's just so supportive and. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, it does sound really good. Like Ranger events sounds brilliant. Um I think we should all sign up for one. Um I think and I do think Tony is interested. He's asking another question here. Oh. Um so I think Tony's going to sign up for one of these events, you know. Um after he's done the Neen Valley Trails event, which is in June that I organize. Um Tony says, "Is it the same when as when you start going from 10k then you do a half marathon, then your full marathon?" Do you get focused on increasing distance or like, what is it? I, I like for me personally, I would have thought you do the distance thing because you're like, oh, do the distance, do the distance. And then for me, it's like the interesting places to go, like seeing yeah. the places and destination races. What is it for you? Well, actually, I'd, I'd started to sort of gradually increase my distance. And then I think the year Jasmine Paris won the spine race, that was the first year I'd actually started already watching it. Yeah. On, like with all the daily updates. So I, I think that really was 2019, I think, wasn't it? Just, yeah. It was yeah, yeah, it was pre COVID. Yeah. Pre pre COVID. Yeah. Yeah, so I got really into it and thought, right, one day I want to do the spine. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I ever will. Yeah. Oh, is that your long term goal then? It was my long term goal. Yeah. And I've been gradually increasing with a view to eventually doing the full summer <sighs> one. I don't know if I will. I mean, it's so expensive. Yeah. Um, you can enter a ballot, I'm sure. You can win a place. Well, yeah, you that's can marshal. Yeah. yeah. You volunteer for the for the week, you can. Yeah. But that would be something to maybe consider in the future. I'd love to volunteer at these things anyway. But um, I, uh, I just don't have the time to have a week of annual leave and have my husband have, like, nearly a week of annual leave as well. To yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Once you when they're older. Um, yeah, yeah. Once they're at uni, you can just yeah. once you've retired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I want to, as I say, that depending on by the way, I'll probably do the half distance next year, unless I do something stupid like into the full one again. I don't know. But <laughs> the year after, I'd like offer my volunteers volunteering services or something. Like yeah, that. like you could do a year where you do shorter races and you volunteer. Yeah. Um, and then you could do a, or and then you could do a year where you do no races, but then you just do the spine race and you spend all your money on that one race. <laughs> you yeah, could work true. it that way because probably all the races that you do over the course of the whole year that might add up to the spine race. You never know. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know how much it is now. Is it over a thousand? Uh, is it over a thousand pounds now? I don't race? know what the full one is. The full summer one. The winter's more expensive. I don't know uh, if that's a good one, but yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money. So, yeah. Last yeah. time I looked, it was eight hundred pounds, but I'm sure it's gone up since then. Yeah, quite possibly. So, yeah. And then it's and it's 
you know, for me, Edale's not far, so that's okay. Um, and but it's getting home as well from yeah, from home as well. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a long way. A lot yeah. of money on train fares as well. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of other things like not just the race, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm I'm happy with what I've done so far, and it's I don't feel I've got this big pressure to do it. Yeah, maybe one day when the kids are older, because I'm still, in terms of people that do these races, I'm still relatively young. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got time yeah plenty of time yeah just do what makes you happy yeah exactly yeah Yeah. but I think Tony's going to join you on one (laughs) we've dropped him in it now he's got to sign up for something (laughs) (laughs) oh that's brilliant oh well congratulations Hannah I'm so pleased for you that you've like a managed to complete the race b got a first lady with Lizzie (laughs) that's just incredible you've got that beautiful plaque that you can put up that signpost there that's amazing um and and yeah I think you're just spearheading the way for um people that have got kids full-time jobs you know just getting out there getting time on your feet no sort of structured special training plan special diet or anything like that and it's just so inspiring to hear and I will be channeling you on Saturday when I'm on top of Snowdon for the second time (laughs) 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 trying to yeah thinking of my my blistered feet and thinking oh Hannah was Hannah had many more miles than this to go so I will be you're very inspiring to me personally and I thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's nice if I can if anyone can see that someone like me can go out and just do these races then yeah it's it's nice that it might help other people think they can do it especially as I say we did it with stopping and eating and I like the sound of that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, Tony says, I am in awe. Well done, Hannah. An incredible achievement. Um, Today, you says, extended pub crawl sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Maria Nutston says, um, sounds like there was great support on the race as well. So, yeah, yeah, it sounds like a really fantastic event. Um, And congratulations and uh, keep us posted in the patron group as to what you decide to do next because we yeah we all um yeah we're all watching and supporting you thank you <laughs> cool i'll let you go back to your kiddies now they've been very good in letting us have a whole hour with you um but thank you very much hannah and uh, best of luck in your next event all right thanks claire cool Cheers. bye everyone Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 